Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast. It's Kirsty and Isaac from Real Coaching here again. This episode, we're going to be speaking with Ashlyn Haddon, who is what we would call a leading expert and a pioneer in the world of providing insurance solutions for Amazon sellers and other e-commerce uh, platforms, obviously. Working with clients from all over the United States, she's licensed in every state. She fights to help protect sellers' most valuable assets. Although licensed to sell all personal, commercial, and life insurance, real passion is for e-commerce sellers. And she works with e-commerce sellers with general liability, products liability, work compensation, directors and officers, errors and omissions, professional liability. Uh, for co coaches and consultants and 3PLs and warehouses and even commercial auto. So she basically handles all the insurance for anything you could possibly need for your Amazon business. And that's why we're bringing her on today to talk about this so that people are aware of it and know if and when they need to get some sort of insurance for their Amazon businesses. That's right. Because we actually get asked that a lot, right? You know, when should what do I need insurance for? How long do I need it for? How much is it going to cost me? And all that good stuff. So Thanks, Ashlyn, for coming on today. And we're looking forward to having a chat about this and kind of breaking open the egg of insurance. But before yeah. we kind of kick off into that, you know, maybe like tell us a little bit about you. How did you get into insurance? Because it sounds like one of those, it's a bit like an accountant, right? It's like one of those. Yeah, nobody oh. grows up to like, I want to sell insurance someday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think of like, probably because I'm old, but I always think of like guys walking around, you know, with a briefcase and knocking on doors and stuff. That's what we used to have back in the day <laughs> in Northern England. Um, so yeah, how did you get into it? And then how did you also then like branch into e-commerce and helping out e-commerce sellers? Yeah, so I was started my first career in banking and I was moving back from the Chicagoland area back to Indiana. And one of my friends was like, hey, you should go sell insurance because I wanted to get out of banking. And I was like, who wants to sell insurance? I don't want to be a used car salesman. Like this is bad as a used car salesman. And I was like, I just don't want to do it. And she's like, hey, my friend works there. She would get a bonus if you just go and apply. Would you just take the interview and see where it goes from there? So I ended up taking the interview. And this gentleman, when he was interviewing me, said that this was a man's industry and that those men out there would outsell me every day. And I was like, I'll take the job and I'll prove <laughs> you wrong. So I had this like huge chip on my shoulder to prove to my boss that I could actually do this. So I was rookie of the year, top rep in the state, third in the entire company, won like every single award that this company had. I went on a bunch of trips and I really, I really started to enjoy it, but I was doing personal lines. So I was doing your home and auto and life insurance and things like that. I decided to go out on my own about three years into it. And I had a client come to me and say, Hey, I am selling on Amazon and Amazon is requiring this like general liability policy. Can you help me? And I was like, one, I don't know anything about e-commerce. I didn't even know Amazon had third-party sellers. I thought everything was sold through Amazon themselves. I was like, nobody likes you guys. Like it's not worth my time. Unfortunately, go away. And he kept coming back and coming back. And he's like, please actually just help me. So I spent a couple of months talking to carriers about it. And I was finally able to issue a policy for him. And he came back to me and he's like, Hey, I'm in this Facebook group and there's 13,000 of us in this group. 
can I post your information and can you help some of my friends? And I'm like, 13,000 people. Okay. Maybe it's worth my time now. <laughs> so time after time, I'm on the phone with these e-com sellers and they're, I mean, I had people in tears, like Ashlyn, I don't know where to go. I'm hitting a wall. I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Help me. And it really just, it clicked with me. You guys are such an amazing community. The camaraderie, like this podcast, where you guys are truly trying to help people grow their business, be more successful. It just, I don't know, it warms my heart. And I kind of just made this, like, this is the majority of my, my business now. It's coming from e-commerce. Like, this is my baby. I've even gone to China to source with clients just to see how they're sourcing and what those risks are. So I eat, sleep, and breathe Amazon every day. <laughs> I mean, this, this is our baby. This is what we do. So I kind of fell into it, but I don't look back now because it's, it's been such an amazing journey. And, you know, we've helped so many e-commerce sellers when they don't know where else to go. So it's, it's been absolutely amazing, but y'all are crazy. Absolutely crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you do this. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's a pretty good point. I mean, you bring up this, you know, the fact that you, you, the kind of outside perspective on people selling online and on Amazon is that's not real business. You don't, we're not going to waste our time with that because you go to a bank, it's hard to get a loan. You try mm-hmm. to get an insurance policy. It's hard to do that. So everything's kind of starting to move towards it and understand it a bit more, but you know, we've been in this for eight years now. And at the start of this, I mean, not only could you not get insurance policies or a bank loan, people didn't even worry about it. Cause they're like, well, what happens if like, you know, right. we don't get an insurance policy. Amazon's going to come after us and be like, is there, or somebody might come after us and be like, well, is there even repercussion for us? Cause there's really no legal standing or a precedent to say that they actually have, you know, any grounds to be able to do anything about it. Now there are, now there's legal yeah. precedent out there. So it's pretty interesting that, um, you know, in just eight years, it's gone from something that was kind of a fringe, not like a joke, but like everybody just saw it as like something that was not real. It was just, yeah. you know, it was out there as it's, it's happening, but it's not replicable, replicable, and it's not going to last long. Now, eight years later, it's like, this right? is a leading industry. <laughs> I'm five that's five years in and it's been crazy just in this five years. To yeah, see exactly. The yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, it's now just kind of snowballing and taking over. Everybody wants to sell on Amazon. Everybody wants to be an e-commerce seller. Nobody wants to go back to their real world and, and do a job and take an office job and all right? that stuff. So. <laughs> Um, it is pretty interesting. Yeah. Now um, everybody wants to sell e-commerce insurance too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like back off my people. These are my people. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask like the most obvious question right up front, because that's probably the first thing that people are going to ask you or ask us is why do Amazon sellers even need insurance for their businesses and what kind of insurance applies to, you know, most people or all the sellers out there? Yeah. So first and foremost, it's required by Amazon if you're a pro seller. So Yes, you absolutely need it for a hundred other reasons that I'll tell you about. But the first biggest reason is if you are a pro seller, it's in your terms of service that you have a general liability policy with products completed. That's if you're a pro seller selling on .com. If you don't have it and they find out that you don't have it, they are suspending people. So if you want to continue to sell, first and foremost, you need your insurance policy. Second, Americans are so, so happy. And I hate to say it like that, but this is such a litigious country. We sue over the dumbest stuff. 
And I'm sure we'll go over some examples later in this podcast. But one of the biggest ones that I like to explain is we had a third party seller who literally was selling. I don't even remember what. Let's just call it this chapstick was selling chapstick and they shipped the container. It was fulfilled by Amazon, um, shipped the container, the box to this guy. He woke up, opened the door, tripped over the box, sued Amazon, sued UPS and sued our client. Because he tripped over a box. What? Yeah. He tripped over a box and he sued our client. It was $32,000 in legal fees to get his name dropped from the lawsuit. So is he ever going to need a million dollar policy? Is he going to get, you know, is he going to be charged for a million dollars in policy? Probably not for chapstick, but $30,000 in legal fees. If he didn't have an insurance policy, he would have had to pay that out of pocket. He had a $600 a year policy that paid out $32,000 in legal fees. So right there, that's your number two reason why you need insurance is you probably will never be sued for a million dollars, but you're going to have to defend yourself in a lawsuit when somebody stupid does something stupid. Right. Yeah. And and so they actually went that far. So yeah. And um, with a policy like that, does it mean that essentially any legal fees that would come up, that they would be covered pretty much straight away? Or would the would the seller need to kind of front that up first and then claim it back? Like, how does it work? No. So it's a good question. You're, be careful what you buy. There is some insurance carriers out there now that are catering to e-commerce sellers with like a $25 a month insurance policy that does not have legal fees in there. So be sure to look at your policy and buy from a reputable company. Anything that my agency sells has coverage for your legal expenses. You get listed in a lawsuit, you pick up the phone, you call and you have the best darn attorney to defend you. They don't wanna pay out a claim. You know how insurance companies go, they don't like to pay claims. So they hire the best darn attorneys to defend you. So you don't front a thing, you pick up the phone, you call us, we call your carrier, we get on the phone with them and they start defending you. These other companies out there, they don't have that. So you would, yeah, you might have liability insurance, but you might not have legal defense coverage. So just be sure that you know where you're getting your insurance uh, your insurance from and making sure that it has the right coverage for you. Gotcha. And what would you recommend? So you, you recommended, obviously, oh, you mentioned right up front that someone starting the business needs some kind of assurance anyway, just for terms of service. Um, then when would you recommend, would you recommend them going like the full Monty right up front or how would you see it through experience? Do you need more different types of policies? Like yeah. how can you explain so that? The basic policy is a million dollars. So that's like the lowest that you can go. And that's a million dollars in general liability and product liability. And real quick, General liability is like what you do or say as a business product liability is what your products do. So if I'm selling this, this chapstick again, and I say, this chapstick is going to make your lips look super beautiful and voluptuous. Um, and I like, I got by this and I said, no, it doesn't. It makes my lips look skinny and and horrible. That's going to be general liability. That's what I do or say as a business. Now, if I put this chapstick on and it breaks my lips out and I start cracking and bleeding and I have to go to the hospital due to something that was in this chapstick, that would be product liability. That's what your products do to harm someone. Mm -hmm. So you get a base of a million dollars. 
Now, I suggest before you ship your first item, you have your insurance policy in place, but I know a lot of people don't do that. So the quicker you get it, the more you're going to cover. Insurance starts the day that you buy your policy. So it's never going to cover anything that you sold in the past. It's only going to cover from the day you issue your policy moving forward. So to answer your question, I would say get your base policy now. And then as you continue to grow, you can add more coverages. Um, I always say your sales um, at least need to be covered. So if you're doing 2 million in sales, you need to have at least a $2 million policy. If you're doing 3 million in sales, you need to have at least a $3 million policy. So your base at a million, and then you kind of grow from there. We can always add more as you continue to grow. Awesome. And do you cover things like, so I know, I know with a lot of people, they'll be thinking about just insuring their sales. Um, so things like if their account gets shut down or if they've got any, you know, all their bestseller gets shut down, that type of thing. Do you have different policies that cover that type of stuff as well? So I created the suspension policy a couple of years ago. It didn't work like we were hoping that it worked. And so we pulled it off the market. We are working with another carrier to get it going again. It's not quite ready yet. So as of this time, there is not any insurance carrier out there or company that can insure your sales. It's coming. Stay tuned. We're getting (laughs) close. Yeah, I can imagine it is quite difficult because there's going to be certain times when um, you know, it's pure negligence on the, on the right. fact of the seller, right? That's um, the hard part we're trying to underwrite is how yeah. do you know if it's something intentional versus unintentional? And Amazon is just so finicky and you do one thing wrong and, you know, you're suspended. You change your, your um, routing and account number for your banking and you're suspended. You change your address and you're suspended. Someone hacks you and or attacks your account, you're suspended. So it's just been very difficult to figure out how to pay out those claims. But it's yeah, I, I can imagine the, ter- the uh, terms and conditions would be like, you know, a thousand right? pages long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book, let me just say that. Yeah, um, exactly. But we do, one of the other biggest, big things that we do ensure is your inventory. So a lot of the people think that their homeowner's insurance would cover their inventory. So a lot of our clients have inventory in their garages or their basements. And they're like, hey, if we have a fire or a theft, my my homeowner's insurance will cover that. Absolutely not. Your homeowner's is not going to cover your inventory. Business is business. Personal is personal. You guys always have to remember those are two separate things. So making sure that you have that inventory. If you've got a quarter of a million dollars of inventory in your garage and someone steals it, if you don't have that in your insurance policy, you're out that money. So making sure that you have coverage for all of your risks. You know, if you're driving your personal vehicle and you're going back and forth sourcing, you could, your personal insurance could deny the claim for that too, because you're using your personal vehicle for business use. So make sure that you tell those risks so your agent can write you a policy for exactly what's, what your risks are. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people like to use their business as their personal slush fund, right? So they're like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just going to buy stuff with my business money, go on vacation with my you know business credit cards and all that stuff. So it is very important to separate that because in the end, when you're audited or something like, uh, you know, some instance happens where you need to file a claim, they're going to look at your, your, your previous, you know, abuses of your, of your business and say, well, you're not treating it like a real business. So in this case, you're not going to be covered as well. There's this thing called the corporate veil. So even we get a, a lot of clients that say, well, I have an LLC, so I'm fine. 
And, you know, we have several friends that are attorneys and several friends that are Amazon attorneys. And they're like, if you just do one thing wrong, if you use that business account for a personal expense, some attorney is going to find that. And it's called piercing the corporate veil. They're going to say, absolutely not. You, you didn't use this as a business. This was a personal expense. Now we can swoop in and take all your personal assets. So even if you have an LLC, you absolutely still need insurance. It's great that you have an LLC or great that you have a corporation, but you can't pick up the phone and say, Hey, LLC, I got sued today. Can you come defend me? Like there's not a number that you can call. It's great, but you still need an insurance policy. Yeah. That's like, it's actually a really good uh, point about piercing (laughs) the the corporate veil because a lot of people are not going to realize that like people constantly are told, Hey, you can use your business to pay for personal stuff. Well, transfer it out of your business account first and then put it into your personal account and then say it's an owner withdrawal or something. Don't literally (laughs) pay for a, like a, you know, personal vacation out of your business account. Vacation. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so here we come. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) just to kind of get back to the, you know, how you actually do this stuff. So, you know, people are going to say, you know, what do you need, but then how do you get it? So what's the process look like when you work with people to help them get the insurance for their business? So my agency, like I said, focuses on e-commerce. We have a application that literally asks just questions for e-commerce commerce. Like I said, this is our baby. This is what we do all day, every day. We ask those questions like, are you using your personal vehicle? Do you have inventory? Do you use a 3PL? Do you have stock at your 3PL? Those kinds of questions. So our process is pretty simple. You go to the website, you fill out the application and we shop it for you. We have 32 different carriers. So when we bring you back the quote, we, you know, that out of 32 carriers, this is the cheapest quote out there. Um, And then we present that quote to you and you decide if you want to move forward. Um, We can do everything via email. We can do everything via phone. We can do everything through snail mail if you want. So it all depends on what you want to do and how you wanted to be communicated with. It's it's a pretty simple process. Now, if you've got some crazy products um, like fidget spinners with knives on the end of it, it might be a little bit more (laughs) of a process. But I think we've only had to say no to like two clients. Like we cannot find any carrier that would accept this. Other than that, it's just a price point. Insurance is based on what you're, what you're selling, where you're sourcing from, and how much you're selling. A big factor is going to be what you're selling. And if it's on the body, for a pet, for a child, or exercise equipment, it's going to be more expensive. That's just the high-risk items. Anything like food, the um, ingestibles, like your your pills and all of that kind of um, nutraceutical type of stuff yeah. is huge right now. We're seeing lots and lots of claims on the body. So your like uh, lotions, your makeups, your body soaps, that kind of stuff for a pet and for a child. For some reason, we like our kids and our pets and they sue like crazy over them. So... <laughs> Those are like your big high risk categories. Yeah. It reminds me of a Saturday Night Live skit from years ago with Dan Aykroyd, where his, his toy company, he's, you know, he's like this super shady looking guy and he comes on, he's trying to promote his new line of like Christmas products for kids. And one of them's (laughs) giant bag of glass. And it's just like broken shards of glass in a plastic bag. I'm like, I have to look this up. I need to use this. Yep. yep. It's out there. Sure. I think it's, uh, 
I can't remember who the, the person interviewing him is, but um, yeah, he's like talking about how he's like, you know, selling these super dangerous toys to kids. And he's like, no, what's wrong with it? It's just, it's just glass. It's whatever. <laughs> we had a client that, you know, like baby Bjorn, do you guys have those over there where they're yeah. like fabric and you wrap it around your body and you stuff your kid in it. And this lady came to me and she's like, Ashlyn, it's just a yard of fabric. Like, why is this so expensive? And I was like, this yard of fabric is responsible for holding a 10 to 40 pound child four feet off the ground. Yeah. What if you trip? What if you fall? What if the baby slips out? What if the Velcro breaks? Like you got to stop and remember what is the, the worst thing that could happen. Yes, it's just fabric, but you're holding a human child off the ground. So it's like you just... Think about it. Think about the worst case scenario of what your product could actually do. Not only just tripping over a box, but what really could happen with this product. Yeah. yeah. Well, as a new dad, I know that, you know, babies don't break. They just bounce. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but mentally, how's that going to work in the future? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially, can they come back later, you know, 25 years down the line and sue you for brain damage? Well, there's like a statue of limitations, I'm sure. I don't know how many years it is, but... I'm sure it's probably like three to five years. <laughs> like my kid is bad at math. It's your fault. <laughs> yes, that's my fault. I'm super bad at math. I'm going to blame it on my parents from like 30 years, 37 years ago, 38 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, there must be a ton of mistakes that you see that when people are trying to find insurance, um, or is there anything that, you, yeah, is there any kind of like big mistakes that you've seen that you can warn people about? Yeah. So like I was saying earlier with these companies out here that are trying to promote to e-commerce sellers, the biggest mistake that we see is people buy a policy for 25, 30, 30 bucks a month, thinking that it's going to cover them in case of a, a claim and it doesn't, they don't have the right coverage. They're not classes e-commerce they're, you know, whatever it is, you gotta find an agent that is focused in this area that knows e-commerce in and out that knows, Hey, Amazon changed the rules. And we're going to let you know what the rules are. If you just go to your local agent on the corner that doesn't know anything about e-commerce, how are they going to insure you properly? So make yeah. sure you go to someone who eats and breathes and knows what Amazon wants and can grow with you. Um, these policies aren't just for Amazon. You know, if you're selling on Amazon and eBay and Wayfair and Jet and all of these different companies, each of these different companies have different rules. Um, and as long as you're doing each, I'm sorry, as long as you're on the same EIN number and the same business, you wouldn't need separate policies. So our insurance would cover every platform that you're selling on. And we know that Amazon needs a million dollars. We know that Wayfair typically needs $2 million. Or if you're moving to walmart.com, Walmart has very, very strategic policy amounts that they have to, you have to have. There's four different categories. And then each one of those categories have different limits. So knowing, having an agent that knows what those categories are and can help you grow into those different platforms mm -hmm. is a big thing. You need to just make sure that you've got the right, the right agent in place. Yeah. And even things like Shopify or any website. So say, say you were going to branch out into your own website, your own traffic and things like that. Yep. Would that be the same policy or would you have to like. Yeah. So as long as you're 
um, applying under your same business entity. So insurance covers your business entity. So if I'm ABC company with EIN number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, as long as I go onto that other platform as ABC company, EIN one, two, three, four, five, not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. then it's the same policy. But if you say, Hey, I'm going to be ABC company on Amazon and eBay, but I'm going to open another entity to have my own website. And it's going to be XYZ company. Then it's two separate policies. So it covers your business entity. Now, some of our customers do do that if they have like a high risk product. So if they're selling low risk products over here and then decide to sell a, you know, a fidget spinner with knives on the end of it, they're like, all right, we're going to ensure that as as a separate entity. So if I do get sued, because I know this is higher risk, then they're not going to get the profits from all of this other stuff. So we do have companies that have several business entities and we'd have a couple different policies. Yeah. yeah, I actually have a kind of a, a question about that because some people might have multiple brands under the same LLC and the brands are just kind of doing business as that name, right? So do the, does that company then cover those all the brands under that LLC? Depends on how you file taxes. So if you're filing taxes all the way up under one entity, then it would just be one policy. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's good to know because we'll have people ask us questions yeah. about that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the next question I'm sure you're going to ask is how much, right? Yeah, I was. That's literally my next question. (laughs) Everybody asks it. And I hate to give you a cop-out answer, but it depends. We have some clients that do private label, you know, in the $900 a year range. We have, we have clients in the, I have one in 60, this pays $60,000 a year. So it really depends on what you're selling, where you're sourcing from and how much you're selling. the how much you're selling is because the more you sell, the more products you're putting into the hands of the consumers, the more risk that you have. So you can never compare. Like we can't say Ashlyn pays $900 a year, but Isaac only pays $500 a year. And why does Isaac only pay 500 and I have to pay 900? Well, Isaac doesn't sell as much or Isaac sells fidget spinners with no knives and I sell fidget spinners with knives. Like you just, you just can't compare your prices guys, unless you have exactly the same products, exactly manufactured the same way. And you're selling the exact same amount. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just doesn't happen that way. It's, it's a bit like any insurance, right? It's, you know, if you've got a car, you've got a more luxurious car, you have, you know, you've got to insure it for more. If you're traveling and you're traveling for a year versus two weeks, it's going to cost you more. If you're going in versus women, us women, better car insurance rates <laughs> yeah exactly because we stop at roundabouts and because uh, <laughs> you cause people to cause accidents you just don't get into them yourselves. oh, <laughs> oh there <laughs> we you go don't talk to us that way I don't, don't worry we'll, we'll we'll smash him off air there we um, go <laughs> but yeah so i i totally i totally get that it's going to be based on what you're selling how much of it where you're sourcing from and then you know into just in terms of i think this is one thing that we see a lot is when we first start, you know, working with people, they're first starting their business, or even if they've been in business for a couple of years, for some reason, as sellers or as business owners, we don't like paying money, right, for things like insurance or lawyers, even though these are the things that are actually going to, in the future, get us out of a jam, right? And I think I think the thing with insurance is that it's insurance, right? We don't know if anything's going to go wrong, but if it goes wrong, then you screwed. I think, I think that's probably that one of the key things. Absolutely. I mean, how many how many claims would you see in a month in a year, for instance? 
we've gone through personally, so we have about 4,000 e-commerce clients. We've gone through less than 10 claims. The least amount of coverage that we've had is the 32,000. The maximum we had was, I'd say probably about 12 months ago, one of those pull-up bars that they go into your door frames and then you like pull down and it stretches kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of our clients had a private label product and it snapped off and hit this guy in the face or in the eye. And he's, he's an architect or some brain surgeon or something. Well, now he's saying he can't work for the rest of his life. So they settled at 1.2 million for her. Wow. And we went through, she had all of, you know, all of her warning labels. She had videos, she had step-by-step instructions on how to install it. And we could not we couldn't prove that they didn't install it incorrectly. So they ended up selling up, settling at $1.2 million. So anywhere from 30,000 to 1.2 million. So when it happens, it happens big. I mean, it's definitely worth, worth the investment just to have the peace of mind of knowing that you can pick up the phone and call somebody. Yeah. I would say on average, a private label seller should be about $1,500 if they're doing less than a million in sales. Um, again, don't hold me to it. Depends on what you're selling. But I mean, for a hundred bucks a month, wouldn't you just want to know that it's done and it's taken care of and you never have to worry about it. And if something does happen, you pick up the phone and you make one phone call and say, Hey, Ashlyn, I got sued. What yeah. the heck yeah. do I do now? No, totally. yeah, I mean, people, people will get health insurance when they get homeowners insurance, but they won't right. get business insurance, which is just equally as viable of a asset. You're not as, acting uh, like a business. A exactly. lot of these sellers you want to act, you, you want to say you're a business owner, you want to say you're an entrepreneur, then act like one. If you had a physical storefront, there'd be no way in heck that you would ever not have insurance. Just because you sit behind a computer does not make you untouchable. Yeah. A lot of these people think they're suing Amazon. They think, oh, well, heck, I'm going to sue Amazon and I'm going to get a big payout. They don't understand it's a little third-party seller in the background. They just don't get it. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. And um, I love what you said there about just treat it like a real business, because guess what? It is a real business. Right. And like you said, you know, one and a half thousand a month, uh, sorry, a year, a hundred bucks a month. People right now, if you're listening to this and you're spending money on software that you don't ever use, um, you know, we're quite willing to put our investment into things that we think is going to grow sales, even though we would never even use it, right? And so this is about protecting your business because, yeah, it might not bite you on your bum this year, but it could definitely do that and it's, down the track. It. I mean, one claim could take you out of business. Yeah, and it could give you a lot of stress. Into business and one claim just wiped out all of your profits for the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah. it's not worth it. Definitely not worth it. So we're going to add a link into the show notes, Ashlyn, um, about how, you know, people can contact you. Is there any burning thing that you were like, you know what, I need to get this out and let people know this? <laughs> I kind of interrupted you with all of those already. <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> awesome. So I think the main takeaway is if you haven't got insurance, guys, go out and get it. Uh, we're going to add um, Ashlyn's uh, credentials in the bottom of this uh, podcast today. And is there any other way that people can contact you? Like you said, you know, you'll, you'll do yeah, I'm on Facebook all the time. So you guys can find me Ashlyn D Haddon on Facebook. If you guys are outsourcing and say, Hey, Ashlyn, what do you think about this fidget spinner with knives on the end of it? Feel free to message me, text me anytime. Our website, www.ecom.insure. I'm on 
Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm all over everywhere. So feel free to reach out to me anywhere. And then if you guys mention this podcast, we'll do 50% off the agency fee and there's no affiliate. This is just no affiliate link. Nope. This is just absolutely, you know, for you guys and your time for listening. So awesome. awesome. That's brilliant. Very cool. Well, obviously, thanks again, Ashlyn, for being here. Um, I, you know, I, I think we had a little bit of uh, back and forth with trying to get the spam folders to work out and get the emails <laughs> and all that stuff to go through. But uh, I'm glad we could actually get you on because, you know, it's great to talk about, you know, a topic that's very often overlooked and, and that's the insurance part of the Amazon business. So it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much. It was fun. You guys were great. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. So guys, remember, if you like what you heard today, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, Head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.